0: Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast
1: for new or existing managed service providers
0: and your occasional whiskey connoisseur.
1: My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cynetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of GreenLink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004.
0: My name is Joe Yousia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999 many years in the working and here we are so we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that i wish somebody would have told me hi welcome back to the next episode of it for whiskey today we have a really special episode that we're really excited about my name is joe you i have my co-host and best bud in the world myron herrera with me hello hello We have a super
1: special, Bob Myron, who's
0: here today?
1: If you don't know who this person is, you're not in the channel. That's all I got to say.
0: Would you like to, mystery guest, would you like to introduce yourself as our special guest of the day?
2: Oh, Joe, when you set it up that way, it's so special. Um, I'm Tracy Fisher. I'm the Senior Director of Audience Development at The Channel Company. For those who don't know us. You may know CRN, Exchange, Next Gen, Best of Breed, one one of those brands, but my job is to make friends, make friends with these two.
0: (laughs) Best job. Here we are a few years later.
2: Best job in the world. Best job in the channel. I will say that 100%. Yes.
0: I would say you probably do have the best job in the channel.
2: I really do, Joe. Like it's not sarcastic at all. Like I I tell people I have the best job. Everyone should be jealous.
0: I I hope when I grow up, I can have a
1: job like yours.
2: (laughs) I never want to grow up.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, Joe, that that, that ship has sailed a long time ago. Oh you. wow.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: You and you and me are on that. Boat. I was about to say, am I not frost. like
0: nine days older than you or something like that? Or not even five days? Like five something, days something apart. Like that. Jeez. <laughs> Something like but that. As as usual, you know, you don't you don't ask a woman her age. So let's just move on to the next topic of of du jour. Awkward. <laughs> so so today we're gonna actually have a really great topic that uh, I think is near and dear to a lot of our hearts. And the channel in general has seen a big shift over like the last twenty five years that I've been in the channel. I've seen a big shift, and I think it's a great shift that we've taken. And it has a lot to do with uh, gender equality. And, you know, when I started in the industry, I'd say 99.9% of the industry was male. And that is very far from the case today. I think we have a long way to go, yep. and I think that's why the channel's getting better. To be honest with you, because of this progression. So we're going to talk and, and give you some statistics about uh, you know the the progression that we've made in the industry and, and how great it's been so far. But even more importantly, how much further we have to go to get to the to the end of the the goal, if you will. Tracy, why don't you start off by you know being a, a very I will say, very famous and popular uh, female in the channel. I mean, I, everyone I know knows Tracy. Like it's, it is what it is. I agree. You are a very well connected and very well known person in the in the channel, and it's probably a lot to do with your personality. I would think personally.
2: I would hope so. I, I hope it's not all looks, because my dad tells me looks don't count. Wow,
0: well, you get bleached. <laughs> <dark.
2: laughs> that is, you true. know what I mean. That is you true. definitely
0: do. And and we have this joke, hey Myron. I don't know if you ever heard this one, but But Tracy and I have had this joke for for a while now because we go back longer than we'll admit. As I moderate a lot of the the events, you know, I always put fear in the people in the the rooms. Tracy's like a bear. She can either be the biggest and greatest hug you ever get or she can be the most vicious black bear you've ever met in your life.
1: You choose. That's
2: accurate, Joe.
1: And for me, who ha- I have sat on both sides, and I know Tracy from before I was on the vendor side. Yeah, I totally get that. And I totally concur. You want her on your yes. side. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't mean that she's mean, but you want her on your side. Especially when you're like, and if you haven't been to an exchange event, they're great events. They're most, you know, hosted. So, you know, you come in and you're, you're you need to attend sessions because that's what you're there for. And when you're not attending sessions, oh, the bear, the black bear comes out. She will
2: come find you.
1: <laughs> so she's either a honey bear or a black bear. It's a true. And I love the honey bear <laughs> side of you.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Joe.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. What can we do as MSPs, as vendors in the channel? What can we do to balance things out? We have tried and have... You know, and, and Stephanie who does our production and she's in the back scenes, and Nigelinda does our editing, is in the back scenes. She, you know, we have tried to bring in as many females as we can, but there's also a a void in in in, in finding. You know, so how do we how do we do that better?
2: Well, it's funny because uh, women we of the channel. So it's one of the things that we do here at the channel company. We have events, we have a community, we have all sorts of things. We do a survey semi annually. And we just got our survey results back recently. And one of the things that we heard loud and clear in the survey is mentorship, coaching, allyship, like the top three things. And actually, the McKinsey survey echoed that. If you look at the Women in the Workplace survey from 2021, echoed the same thing about allyship. So it's, it's also promoting, you know, it's, it's looking for the women that are out there looking for new talent. It's finding them, it's having enough on your staff where a woman doesn't walk into interview and realize she's the only woman in the staff or in the potentially in the building, it's promoting them and understanding that you know a woman may have children or may have other responsibilities, and making a, a flexible workplace where she can feel like she can get her work done. But at the same time, if she needs to go pick up her children or answer the calls that are tend to fall on women's shoulders more than men, uh, that that they can do that. You know, is that flexibility? I think we saw that in 2020. You know, with the entire workforce going remote, like it, that applied to not just women but everyone of that level of flexibility, but also it's, it's finding the most funny. I was looking through the Department of Labor statistics in preparation for this call. Believe it or not, folks, I actually do prepare. Um, I don't just win. You
1: did a lot more preparation <laughs> than we did.
2: So I was looking and it was funny because they were, one of the statistics in the Department of Labor from 2020 was actually the pipe was talking about. Uh, pipeline and workforce and where women were. When you look at women in engineering, that number goes down pretty significantly. It was like 15% of women in engineering specifically, but the number went to uh, 26% in computer occupations, but that number has been decreasing since 1990. Um, which is kind of a sad thing. But what's crazy is when you look at the McKinsey study, that actually the pipeline for professional and information services was larger than even healthcare, which is, so it's interesting that it's all about positioning, isn't it? So it's not about technology, it's about finding women in the right roles you no, know, regardless of the industry, so a lot of it's it's really just that that type of thing.
1: I agree. I mean, if you look at if I just look at our internal staff and I look at our development team, there's one woman in the development team. The scale is way well, way off. It's like less than than five percent. If I look at the, on the technical team, there's there's nobody you know on the technical team that's that's a that's a woman. If I look at marketing and sales, it's mostly Women, So, it it, it, again, maybe finding, you know, in accounting, we have more women than men. So, it's finding the right, you know, and applying it. The the problem, I think, with our industry is that, you know, a good portion of the MSPs are smaller MSPs, and the the team is mostly technical, right? And the, the struggle of an MSP is that they don't have a good sales or marketing team internally. So, that's hard to, you know, so when I think, at the same time, the industry... Is uh, we struggle as an industry to be able to compete or or show better numbers, you know, because of that. Every time we go to hire technical resources, um, you know, we we make it clear
0: in our recruitment that we're definitely an equal opportunity employer and we go after who who has the best skills of course i get excited when i see a, a
2: female resume we, <laughs> and behind the scenes <laughs> yeah.
0: we're like when we see when we see a female uh, application or resume it's like oh wow that's it that in itself is enough for me to really pay attention because i'll get for every role that we post i might get like 4 or 500 uh, job resumes, right? And one will be a woman. And and that's the one that stands out to me. So obviously, it's getting more attention. We did have one uh, female in our tech services department um, a few years back, but she had a really bad car accident and she hasn't worked since. But she still comes around like every few months. It's like, guys, again, through therapy, hopefully I'll be back. And she wants to come back. We want her back. because She was awesome.
1: But it's hard to find.
0: And on our sales and marketing, we're about a 50-50 split. The irony is we have one hire that we hired last year, just as the pandemic hit. And it was a a um, someone that was worked in the workforce for her whole life and about 10 years ago, decided to be a stay-at-home mom or 10 or 15 years ago and hadn't worked since. No IT experience, no sales marketing experience, nothing. But I really believed in the individuals. So we hired her about a year and a half ago and I've been training her, took her under my wing. And it's like you said, positioning and and, and taking that leap of faith. Yeah, I could have hired somebody that was seasoned and and brought them on board and be a male, female, whatever, but I was able to take this person and and groom this person and groom her to, to do the job. You know, she had never heard of things like ConnectWise or HubSpot or anything like that. Take it a step further. She didn't know the difference between a server and a network switch. Not technically inclined at all, nothing. And you know what? She's doing great. Not technical at all, right. So it's about the mentoring, like you said, taking someone and mentoring them and grooming them and training them and helping them grow and prosper. As an individual, I can see in her, you could really see the sense of accomplishment that she feels and the pride. And she takes a lot of pride in her work. And I will call it what it is. And I may upset some people here, our listeners, but women are much more organized than men, generally speaking. (laughs)
1: Oh, for calling sure. it what it is. For sure.
0: Women are much more organized than men and detail oriented.
1: I have let, let's 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 take it down to a basic level. I have three kids. <laughs> Two of them are girls. One of them is a boy. And man, my boy is messy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> my boy is messy as hell. You know, uh women are a lot more organized, you know, from from childhood. It's just in it's in your, you know, it's
0: in your DNA.
1: The, f- the female, I think it's just in there.
0: I have three daughters, and let me tell you, I know exactly what you're saying.
1: Your house is spotless, except for where you, you go, where, wherever, wherever you go. Wherever
0: I go, that is where the mess follows.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that it's a it's a, good, it's a good thing to remind people to definitely look for those hires that maybe are not specifically, in, and not that you can't find them in those technical positions or, or, or engineering positions, but... But keep that in mind that there's there's an opportunity in other areas that that there's more availability and and be more just realize that we got good people on our team. And I mean, it's it's and and the reason I'm saying it is because even if there are some people out there that they shouldn't be, but if there are some people out there that fear that, I mean, is this, you know, right, this, this should be no gap. There should be no gap at all.
2: You know, investing in your employees, you know, Joe and Marin. I think you both said it, but it's finding that person that maybe always thought that they should be in a specific role, whether it be marketing or sales or something that's traditionally considered where you see a lot more women in it and finding the ones that have that mindset. I mean, we all know who the technical people are, the ones who are, are get to understand the concepts the fastest and, and make those connections faster and it 's finding those people and promoting them and nurturing them into a position where they 're going to excel regardless of what, what they thought they were going to do. I thought I was going to be an actress that didn 't work out just just to be clear <laughs> I still have a chance I mean you
0: still have a chance, and you do a pretty damn good job at the shows when you get up <laughs> on stage. Yeah. And you do your skits. She's got it. I could see the skill.
2: I'm just I'm here to entertain. I mean it's, it's somewhere between being a clown and an actress. I don't know. It's it's similar but I
0: wouldn't say clown. <laughs> I would not that I think that would be Quite the insult. I think you're you're very skilled.
2: Clowns work hard. They go through a whole college. It's true. But we'll go back to the topic. So, Joe, it's interesting you tell that story about having a woman on your team and finding her skill set. Like she never, you know, she never worked in technology. Didn't know the difference between one thing and the next. And finding that, nurturing her, and watching her take pride in it and and understand it. And I think that you can find that in everybody. You know, whether finding something that they really excel at and they can really take pride in what they're doing. I think the the difference is that when it comes to that gender gap, it's there's a lot of women who get put into a category, you know, like they, they get they go to college for something specific. They start doing that specific thing. And then what they don't realize is there's so many more opportunities out there. They didn't even realize because they weren't involved in STEM programs or they weren't taught that, you know, about all the technical part of it. And then when they, their eyes open, you know, you just watch this whole world unfold for them. Like I have someone on my team right now that, that her skill set is the technical side. Like I lean on her really hard to like, Hey, can you fix this? Can you, can you do this portion and organize us? It's, it's finding those right people.
1: Oh, it's
0: very true. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And I think they're, and, and not just finding them, you know, at a, at a, Basic level, not a basic, but an entry level, right? But also look for them in leadership. I mean, uh, we, you know, I'm proud to say that we have, uh, you know, there's two pe- two women and you know two female in our team that are in our leadership team, and that's important, you know. And we have, like I said earlier, there's some others that are stars that are coming up the, the ranks pretty quickly. So it's 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 important not only just to find them and bring them on board, and and you know, it's they they are the right people to lead and we need to see that change you know across the board
0: our chief administration officer so we there's there's technically three of us that run this company and our cao is a female and i'll tell you we would be broken without her we lean on on nicole like it's nobody's business (laughs) maybe a little too much (laughs) she keeps my my partner chris and I in line that's for sure and it's it's i i wish we had more i tell you the struggle we We actually try to find and we go to local events that are, you know, similar to women in the channel to try to find talent. And it's not easy. It really isn't. And it's not to say that there aren't any women that are qualified. I think, you know, to their credit, they're loyal. They're happy where they are. They don't want to move. And it's really hard to poach. hate to word it that way but it's not easy to poach talent right in general but especially women like it's women are are loyal to to a a very you know good good degree and it's one of the things i find very attractive about having female employees is you have more of a sense of loyalty from them My, my experience at least give us some more uh Give, give us some more great stats about, like, what do you have? I know by the time this posts, it'll be more or less around the time or just after Women in the channel. As they say, I remember a number of years back, one of the large manufacturers in Canada, sorry, larger manufacturers, Canada, U.S., but the Canadian the side of this one particular hardware vendor, they they, they did it, like, globally, they came down on Canada in particular because there was this division. They had this, what they actually deemed the, the old boys' club. And the president of the company in Canada had been there for a long time and he had his guys and there was no women in, in leadership at this one manufacturer in Canada. Oh, geez, that went for over 10 years up until I'd say 2014-ish. So it was a long time, over a decade, that they had this old boys club. And if you weren't a male, you had no authority and you couldn't get anywhere and et cetera, et cetera. So Global came down on 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 them and cleaned house. And today, when you look at the management structure of this one manufacturer in Canada, there's actually more women in leadership. As a matter of fact, their last three presidents have been women. And the current one is a woman. And their director of channels is a woman. Their director of marketing is a woman. So there's more women now running this manufacturer than there are men. And it's it's uh, they kind of turned everything around. I'll be honest with you.
1: And the business and the business is more and profitable i think now. it's more
0: profitable for them and it's not because of so they have a global pay structure so it doesn't matter which country you live in at this manufacturer it's all static pay it's all based on uh cost of living for your country right so dollar for dollar it you know if you're making as the, the uh, executive you're making 250 in Canada you'd be making cuz cost of living in Canada US is quite similar you'll be making 250 in the US so US and Canada have the same pay structure and it's not gender based and you can't negotiate it is what it is what it is kind of thing right and that's the pay structure so it's not like they're saving money because now women are up there cuz it's the exact opposite and they did that to prove a point to say we can be better we can be more organized and more efficient and more profitable if we have women in leadership and I support that. I, I, I'm i all for that. I I also believe, and and this may sound like a contradiction, but it really isn't when you understand what I mean by this, but I also believe it is that you need the best person in that role. So I don't think gender should play a role when you're qualifying skills. And like you said earlier, Tracy, be male or female, you have to find what the person's really good at and get that that out of them into that role. So I don't look at... Personally, I don't see, I get excited when I see a female resume because we, we want more females in the organization, but I still go based on merit and skill experience. And I also look at personality type because, you know, we have a culture of our own in our company that we want to protect and, and foster, right? We don't need somebody that doesn't fit that culture to come in just because of gender. I think that that doesn't make sense either. Right, because you don't want to disrupt what you have. Yeah, that's the
1: wrong. That's the wrong. That's the wrong hire.
0: Agreed, male or female, it doesn't matter. I don't care, right? Right, right. So I, I you know, I do. I do want to stop quickly because I have a really, really important question. Uh, I actually really want to talk about this because it's really important. You know, we've been at this for over twenty minutes. And we haven't really addressed topic du jour. I said this was a super special episode. One because special, we have yeah. we have Tracy, and two, Tracy had a special request for this episode. Yes, this is called IT for Whiskey. We've kind of alluded to we're going to be expanding and diversifying and growing and changing a little bit. This is the first episode on rum. A lot of people know that I'm not a big rum drinker. Um, I'm, I like my whiskeys. I've been getting into tequilas. And I've never had a lot of success with rum. And let's talk about that. Tracy, tell us, tell everyone, tell our fans, what are you drinking today? Everybody wants to know. I want to know. What are you drinking?
2: Well, okay, Myron's gonna make fun of me for this, but I'm drinking a Malibu and pineapple because those who know me know that, that is my signature drink. Um, I did go buy fancier rum because I realized all that was left in my house was Malibu because I had I did drink <laughs> the fancier stuff earlier.
0: Is it, is it the coconut Malibu?
2: It is a coconut Malibu. It is because I was I was thinking oh, the other day God. I wanna I wanted a, a pina colada really badly, but this'll do for right now. Uh but I, I bought some called Gustavo, which was a Mexican artisanal rum. Which it was pretty good. It was pretty good, but it was a little, it was a little on the rough side. I wasn't quite ready for it at three o'clock my time <laughs> um, on, on a Friday even, but um, so it's it's, but a, I, it's, I, it's,
0: it's it's five o'clock somewhere.
2: It is five o'clock somewhere. And I do, I do have a Malibu and pineapple in front of me because I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be on here enjoying my time with you, fine gentlemen and Stephanie, then I, I would like to have a drink that I'm enjoying along with a conversation. Yeah.
0: That drink makes the conversation bearable. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: No, it makes it. It <laughs> ma- just makes it. It just elevates it from amazing to tr- epic. Know, epic. There you go,
1: Joe. Joe, take take the win. Take the win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, So it's funny because I, I have this story that I will have to tell you in person. I will not say it on the podcast about Malibu in my twenties. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I can. I bet you we can match that with my Southern Comfort story from my
2: yeah Johnny oh, Walker yeah. Black. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm.
1: probably. Yeah, I,
0: all three of those are no good. Anyways, what are you, what are you drinking today, Myron? We, we, we actually, this is not the first time this has happened. Not rehearsed, not practiced.
1: Go. Well, well, no, actually, actually, for those that don't know, my family is from Dominican Republic. We are a big rum country. And I did bring three, three bottles down and was trying to figure out what to pick. But how can I not drink something from my native country, right? The country of birth. So I am drinking Brugal. It's called Brugal Legenda. And it's a special bottle that was made basically as a special bottle for the founder of the company. They've been in business since 1888, so they know their stuff when it comes to rum. I'm not a rum drinker. I do keep bottles at home because most of my family, Dominican, they love rum. So so we drink it, but this this stuff is this, this stuff is good.
0: I will say that I do like some of the Brugals. I'm not a big rum person, but they do have some good product. And here's a, here's a, here I'm going to tie this back to, to to whiskey for a second. Did you know that the Caribbean Cask has a contract with Brugal and Dominican? They actually take that 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 rum you have, the barrels from that rum, and that is the barrel after they make the rum that they age the Caribbean Cask whiskey in.
2: Way to bring that full circle, Joe.
0: Right. D- that is one of the things that that it that, and as I'm sure everyone knows. That <laughs> is my drink. <laughs> that that is Joe's. That number is my one. number yeah. one. I still love that one the best. Sure. I don't know
1: why. Because it's got Dominican. I I, I think
0: that's it. what it is. My affinity for the Dominican culture just comes out even my whiskey. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> so how about you? So it's funny because I'm actually drinking. I don't have a lot of rums. Uh, I have a couple at home that you know for when guests come, but they you know the bottles. Can last me like four or five years because not not even my circle drinks rum that much. So, but so on, on my way into the office to do this show, I actually stopped at our liquor store, one of the larger ones, and they didn't believe it or not, the rum selection was maybe a fifth of the whiskey selection, and I never really noticed that till today. And it's because I don't pay attention to it. So I I went up to to um, to this lady that works there, and I asked her. I said, "Are you a rum drinker?" And she said, "That's all I drink." I said, you know a lot about rum? She said, yes, I do. So I said, okay, I want, I'm a whiskey drinker. I said, you can ask me about any whiskey from around the world. I probably know something about it from bourbon to scotch, to Irish, to Japanese, to whatever. We could talk about it all day long. Or you could just tell me what I need to know about rum. She started laughing. She goes, look, she goes, if you don't like rum, but, and you're a whiskey drinker, here's something for you. It's a little bit sweeter. It's got some honey notes in it, but it's not bad. It's actually one of my go-tos. I was like, okay, sure enough, top shelf in the liquor store, right? It was, I got sold. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. She Totally upsold me. It was like $25, right? It was 20. I've actually done that in the past. I hired a woman out of uh, what we have up here is called Moore's, which is down there is the men's warehouse. I bought suits off of her and then offered her a job. And she worked for us for five years, so that's awesome I've done that, and I look for talent in those places but so she recommended this 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 one rum called Zacapa, and it's actually from Guatemala and what's really interesting about it it's a twenty it's a twenty three year old statement but they blend from six to twenty three like most uh liquors do these days they blend them but I found out why I like it so much because they use the uh, sherry cask from Pedro Hermes, that I really like the, that sherry flavor in a lot of whiskey. So it's very similar that way. And the other really cool thing about this, it's made 2.3 kilometers up in, up in a mountain. It's like 2.3 two kilometers off the uh, sea level, above sea level. It's the sea level. Wow. So, wow. Yep. So it's got this high density like atmosphere.
1: In their, in their marketing, it says aged at high yes. altitude. Yeah. I thought that was cool. pretty
0: cool. And it's yeah. got this fancy if you I don't know if y'all can see that, but it's got this fancy hand woven little local art type of band on it and as well that
2: is that what sold you, Joe? I feel like
0: no, that. no was... I didn't see that because it was in a box. No, the woman sold it. On that. I mean, she... <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
0: And you know what? And for a person that's not a rum person, um it's
2: not bad. Appreciate you making these exceptions.
1: I think that, you know, with with rum, though, I mean, you know, for those that don't drink rum, and although that's not my go-to, rum, ice, a little splash of Coke or Pepsi, and you're good. Maybe, you know what the, the trick for Dominicans is? They squeeze a little lime in there, too. Oh. It makes it. A great drink. It's it's
0: funny because... Look,
1: it's, look at Stephanie, you know, shaking her head, yes. And it's funny because they
0: actually had another bottle there that was a 15-year-old, I think it was El Dorado, which is what I was originally supposed to have for today's show, but the shipment didn't come in. With the El Dorado, it actually comes with this, it's like a black currant lime to make an old-fashioned using rum. I was so excited to have an old-fashioned on the show today using rum, though, as opposed to using bourbon. That, that's awesome. But it didn't... It's supposed to be in next week now. They pushed the ETA.
1: Sounds like we need another episode. Sounds like we need another episode. <laughs> Sounds like Tracy's in. I'm in. But we've got to get her something else in Malibu. I, it's
2: all right. I, I actually do love Malibu. He's going to make fun of me, but it's fine. You know why? Because you can find it everywhere. There's not a question. You know, you can always find it. It's a good go to. It's not hard to make. That's true. It's true. You're not looking at the bartender's not looking at you going, like, I don't know what that means, you know, and what that is. You know, I, I order a French 75 and people go, what? And I'm like, oh, let's stick a Malibu and pineapple. You can do that, right? It's two ingredients. What, what is,
1: what is a French so 75? The
2: French 75 is champagne, gin, simple syrup and lemon, or you can switch out to the gin for cognac if you prefer. It's delicious either way.
1: So it does, so there's no, there's no, no rum one. on it no, though.
2: No. Oh, okay. It's kind okay. of one of those kick you in the teeth kind of drinks. You know, you have two and you're falling over and you're like, I'm not really sure why I'm falling over with two. I love those. I love the sneakers. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they just sneak up on you. And then before you know it, you're falling over tables.
1: So going back to to the topic, what we've talked about it and talked about it, but what is what does Tracy think we as an industry should do, like, hands down? And what can we, IT for Whiskey, or Joe and I individually do to help? Balance the
2: scale. We, Balance the scales, promote women. So it was, it's a couple of things, honestly. One is finding women in other places. So, Joe, to your point, you know, of – Finding that woman that was really good at sales and bringing her into your organization. Or, you know, you may work with them at one of your customers. You know, maybe it's their operations person. And I've heard three stories recently from MSPs who found an operations person from their customers who were not in technology at all. Who they brought in and have now transformed how their companies run uh, on a level where they never thought they could get to.
1: So, uh, Evan from our team, I think you know, you've met Evan, Mm -hmm. Tracy. She's 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 not, she used to be a client and we brought her in and she's, She's in our executive team, so it you know that that's definitely something that that resonates with me.
2: Exactly. So I think that's part of it is is finding going out and finding women in places where you weren't necessarily expecting it. You know, you post a job for an, a technician, you know, or an engineer or a software developer, and you're going to get like we know the statistics. We know you're going to get you know that. I mean, I think every MSP would love to get 400 applications, Joe. It's probably not when you look at the labor market right now. It's probably not the case. But so you know, you're not going to get a lot of women. applying for those jobs because when you just look at the statistics, you know, women in STEM or women who have gone through those certifications, it's not very high. So you go and find them in other places. You find the ones that are excelling in other ways that those skills apply and translate into Technical positions, you know. Then it's going and finding and promoting the women within your organizations or within other organizations, whether you acquire one or you go out and find them. But it's promoting them and actually making them feel like they're they're part of the team. Promoting the things that they need to be successful, giving them allyship, making sure they have they know someone is going to be there and s- support them and and have their back. Like I'm super super fortunate that I work you know directly with two incredible men who are great mentors and are really advocate for me to be successful. I have that on my side, but i can't imagine what it would be like to not have them you know i can't imagine what it would be like to like ha- sit down at the table and have someone give you a look of what are you doing here? you know when you hear those stories, you hear the stories from MSP owners, you know that they go to a meeting with a client, a new client, and that that client is talking to their male technician entry level basically who's just there to answer the really fundamental questions. So you hear it all the time. So it's basically promoting, you know, if you're a male MSP owner, promoting the women within your organization and finding those leadership qualities that you can excel at. And then it's helping them. By getting them to conferences, getting them to see other women in the, or in the industry, getting them to talk to other women who've gone, who've walked in their steps and, you know, and risen to a certain level to actually become that and what they've had to go through and things that, that, that to be aware of, you know, and, and then it's promoting it within your own organization, you know, setting the standard amongst the male employees that, that certain things are not tolerated. You know, it's 2021, you, you, you can't ignore the female who's sitting in the room. Just because they're the only one, it's a lot of those things, you know. And I think men as allies is one of the biggest topics we keep hearing over and over again, and how important it is. You know, it's one thing for all the women to lift each other up; it's another thing to have their male counterparts and leaders in the organization lift them up as well.
0: There's a couple of things to kind of highlight with what you're saying. Like, uh, there's uh, somebody that now works with Myron uh, that was a friend of the uh, Mm -hmm. TCC, which is Nancy, Nancy Sabino. And I remember the first time I met her, I was, she was in one of my boardrooms and I was the moderator. And aside from her being, you know, really sharp, like she's, and you can tell that when she starts to talk, you know, the intelligence that comes, that, you know, is behind the words. You can, you know, she's sharp. But she really does, good example, you know, she was the only female in a male-dominated boardroom. where were, what, 15 guys and one female. She owned the boardroom, even though I was the moderator. She was my boss. Like, it was hilarious. It was awesome. And I've always had a, a profound respect for her because of that first time that I met her. And I always, and, you know, luckily for Myron and for her, the two of them met and the rest is history where they're at today. You know, similar to Don, which, you know, we serve uh, as, you know, a lot of, some people may not know this, but I'm one of the uh, advisory board members for the Channel Companies Exchange Conference. And there was a, a, I guess you call it an election or voting of who'd be the board, the chair of the board and the vice chair. And, And Don won that and she deserved to win the chair and I got vice chair. And I was happy about that because she's a much more organized person than I am, hands down. And she runs a tight ship and I love it. And those meetings are the best. Our board meetings are the best because who runs them? Don, Tracy, um, and a few other women. And I'm the only guy with a bunch of other guys on the board. And then we have Tanaz. And Tanaz is awesome. And she's a very vocal person and very bright and very sharp. And she... You know, if we say who runs those meetings and who's really putting input, it's all the women. And most of the guys are just sitting there going, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I I have to compete with that and try to get my share of time because they just dominate. And I'll be honest, I look forward to our board meetings because they're very different than any other board I sit on and any other board meetings I participate in. They're fantastic. And it's a different dynamic and it's, I find much more structured, much more efficient. Yeah. We have fun and we laugh and, and you know, have the social moments, but for the most part, shit gets done. I am sorry to say it that way, but it get things get done. The agenda gets achieved. And then we, we usually from an efficiency standpoint, have time left over. I think in almost every meeting, whereas prior to, that when it wasn't female-dominated, we'll call it, we always ran out of time. Looking back in history... And nothing got and done. nothing got Well, wow, no, things got done. <laughs> no, things always got done because I'll tell you something. Exchange has always been a rock star of an event. So things must have gotten done. Yeah, but
1: that's because Tracy's
0: there.
2: That's what I'm here for, is, is to make it a good event. But... Joe's right.
1: I was going to go back to, to talk about exchange, and if whoever listens to this podcast and has not heard of exchange, you obviously are not listening. Yes, we talk about it a lot. <laughs> we, we talk about it a lot. It's it's an important it's important as an MSP owner to attend these events, to be a part of the channel, to to go learn, participate, be vocal, absolutely, be a part of it. That's how we get the industry to move forward. Uh, I'm excited about as we, as we do see a shift, even though it's slower than we, maybe we all hope, but as we do see the shift and we have more female getting involved. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that the women of the channel event is having more participation and And I'll make sure that next year we have team members that attend that as well. It's refreshing. Absolutely.
0: And, and the biggest secret to these events, extra, extra, especially to exchange and, to uh, next gen the thing I will say that my biggest secret on how it's impacted our business and changed how we exist in this wonderful world of ours what you put into it is what you always get out of it so if you're going to sit in the corner and not talk to anyone you're not going to get anything out of it so find Tracy because you know she's always everywhere I don't know how she does it but wherever you turn there she is yeah it's magic Find Tracy or anyone on, on her. And if you
1: can't find her, find yeah, us. If you
0: can't find her, you'll find you find us help. and you'll find her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and learn how to leverage these events. And you'll notice the one thing that uh, why these, their events are, are amazing is because they're all women minus a couple of guys. And these women know their stuff and they're really good at what they do. And they'll, they'll help you get the most you can out of the event. So Tracy, any, any closing thoughts that you want to give our listeners?
2: Any thoughts? I would say the biggest thing is is change is coming. You know, embrace it, be part of it. You know, and encourage it. And you know, you see the transition happening, which is it's happening across the board. So you know, encourage the women in your organizations. Go out and find them in other places. They can transform your business as we've seen lots and lots of stories about it. But also we have our Women of the Channel community. So if you have women, if you're an MSP and you have women in your organization, you know, we are, it's free to be a member of Women of the Channel. There are elevated levels if you're interested. But a lot of the content that we do at the event and other things that we do gets posted in there as well as interactions. And then we have our Women of the Channel events specifically to actually promote the women you know and 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 have a community specifically for women that are in this male dominated industry. But if, when speaking to the male MSP owners, you know go out and find them, encourage the women you know, to be part of your organization, encourage them to be at the seat. Anything you see within your organization where if you're seeing the old good old boy system, like it's up to you to stop it and to find a way to promote the women in your organization to feel like they can be part of the conversation and be part of the change happening in your organization, the growth and giving them that level of ownership. It's the biggest thing. You know, it's what everyone wants regardless of, what, of your gender. But for women, it's it's even more important to have that level of influence happening within the organization it's really up to the leader of that organization to make that happen. So that's, that's what, what I have to say, Joe, is we got to love the ladies.
1: I got to tell you, I, I got a lot of notes um, uh, out of this session. So uh, Tracy, thanks a lot for taking the time out. Thank you for making me explore and learn. About I made you I
0: about Yeah, I did not think I'd like it. And I, I, this is my second glass. So pretty good.
1: All right. And with that.
0: Thank you very much. Take care. IT for Whiskey.
1: A podcast
0: by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at
1: IT4Wisky.com. You smoke that Cisco and you may uh, DDOS yourself. <laughs>